This is the EPLOG audio experience. You are listening to the Artist Podcast with me, Sajita. Stay tuned. Happy New Year, all you lovely listeners out there. May you get whatever you want this year, but more importantly, may you become a better person. May you grow internally more than externally with each passing day. And also may you be surrounded by right and worthy people who truly love you and support you. And also a quick confession. We were to release this episode at the end of 2023, but we are a very small team running this podcast independently. And so we marked it up. But also this year we have decided to go out with a begging bowl and look for some funding support for our podcast. We also got inspired from this episode to do that. So any of you would like to sponsor us, fund us, support us in some way even a small amount goes a long way in supporting and increasing the production quality of the show and reaching you with some great content and also if you want a bigger association we can mention your name and support as a patron on the podcast please connect with us you can also join our insta handle that we have uh, regularly started posting on the dot artist podcast and now back to the episode did you know that the representation of asians and south asians is under five and three percent in the mainstream film industry and it's an arduous task to run a film festival but more importantly why should you submit your film to a specific festival and why should the audience go to a specific festival our guests Pushpinder Chaudhary and Rita Meher. Pushpinder is the founder of the longest running Asian film festival, the UKAF, UK Asian Film Festival. And Rita Meher is the founder of a prominent South Asian film festival in the US, the Sveer South Asian Film Festival. Enjoy. Hi, Dr. Pushpinder and Rita. Welcome to a podcast, The Artists. And uh, thank you for being here and thank you for taking our time. And that too for the last episode of 2023, which means so much to all of us. So thank you so much. Hi, thank you for inviting us to, to this platform. Lovely. So UCAF started in the year 1999, which is 20 years plus. And uh, Rita's festival, Tasweer, started around 2002, which is again almost the same time when the film festival started and now we are in 2023 getting in 2024 and i believe that a lot of things have changed over the years and also specifically because of two years gone in pandemic so how would sort of how does it feel now in 2023 festival then and festival now would like to sort of take this first go on go on Rita take it no I would uh, as Sujita mentioned you're my DD so let me <laughs> okay. All right. so for us when the festival started it was like something that we wanted to do for ourselves hmm. we wanted to see the kind of films it started its life as Asian women's film festival so we wanted to see all the films that weren't being screened either on the mainstream Bollywood uh, um, platforms and uh, and we thought it'll be great idea to to have films for ourselves and friends mm. and uh, Maybe that wasn't a wise thing to do because we didn't work out the the business plan. We thought we'll get the film, we'll hire a venue, charge people the ticket money, and hooray, we could do a festival. And uh, so this false sense of security uh, just got into starting some starting something that turned out to be quite invaluable mm -hmm. and in all this we met shabana azmi who was visiting london at the time and we said to shabana you know what we want to start a women's film festival she said go ahead i'll come 
for whole length of the festival. Mm -hmm. So she did. True to her word, she came for uh, one week. We um, screened her film. She stayed with us. Um, um, we, and she phoned us and she said, do you have uh, airline on board? Uh, because uh, flight, for example, um, we said no. Uh, so she said, don't worry, I am an MP. She was in the upper house. She got Air India to give her a complimentary flight. <laughs> uh, she stayed with friends for a week. Wow. And all she demanded for from us was to get me to venues on time for whatever year. Mm. So we screened a film called Stars. Um, and she was there for Q&A. She did master class. Uh, she was there for a week. And mm. all of this, as I said, put us in just such a false sense of security that we can do it. Mm. I, If I had known how hard and how uphill the journey was going to be, we might not have started <laughs> what about you, Rita? Yeah. Yeah. Um, our genesis for starting the film festival is a little bit different and on based on some unfortunate circumstances, uh, which is 9-11. Uh, when in 2001, in September, 9-11 happened, there was this surge of hate and xenophobia, Islamophobia, all kind of uh, incidents, hate incidents have happening around the country. Yeah. And uh, even I myself uh, experienced some in Seattle, which is such a progressive city. Mm. And uh, I was just walking down the street uh, right after 9-11 and somebody came out of the car and yelled at me like go back to your fucking country and that moment because I had I have always been a world citizen and moved around the world I had moved there from moved here from Japan and even in India we never had one place where we lived we always moved around so when I moved to Seattle I thought okay this is my home this is where I'm going to not going to move from here and this is my home and then when you're called out on the street and so ugly uh, like go back to wherever you came from mm. that moment really moved me and that was the moment like I have to first few weeks fully depressed but after that when you process it like how do you process that moment and what do you make out of it so my best friend Farah Noshin with whom I co-founded the Sphere, she suggested that I make a film on my experience uh, for what had happened so with no experience in filmmaking I jumped into it, uh, called a crew together, put a crew together, cast together, wrote a script, made a film. And after making the film, I, when we were thinking like so many must be going through similar emotions, um, said the main um, mission and vision with this festival or the film screening, it started out with the film screening what we wanted to do was to curate a dialogue around important topics, the social justice topics. Mm -hmm. Like um, that's our main goal. And we used film as a tool to, uh, to talk about those difficult topics, whether it's, um, uh, you know, any kind of women issues or uh, showcasing LGBTQI film, or uh, religious riots, those were happening back then in 2002. So we brought very hard, um, hard hitting subject related films and we started curating one film at a time and we coined it 
tasveer because which means in Hindi or Urdu like picture people go to see picture in India or something so that's why we were very like naive and innocent and we just say oh let's call it picture tasveer Mm -hmm. Uh, that's how it started Um, then in 2004 is actually when we started the film festival seeing the success of people really need this space where they want to come together is such a healing space for our community. Let's get it going. Let's do the full-fledged festival. In 2004, when we started our first festival, again, without knowing how to do it, like how Pushwinder mentioned, you just started, let's do it. Let's see if people will come. And sure enough, they came mm-hmm. in numbers <laughs> because there was a need. There's a need. There's a need. And so There's they came same. in numbers. So what is that need when we when we talk about starting a film festival because running a festival is such a humongous task it's not just the right team it's the right films uh it's the right venues it's getting the audiences in the right venues so when you found the need you saw that yes there was a need to run a festival and when we're talking about yukaf is more of Asian films, it's more broader. When we talk about the sphere, it's South Asian films. So do you see that, you know, when you are saying you are, there was a need to run the festival and when Pushpin is saying, okay, it was an uphill task to run the festival, but yes, we wanted to do it. And when you are saying, Rita, yes, there was a need. How do you define that? The purpose of of a festival, when you start a festival? So this yeah, so this was for uh, a platform for young people to, first of all, to see. We actually experienced that a lot of people like films. A lot mm. of people wanted to get into films. Mm. And Asian uh, parents didn't see film as, still <laughs> didn't see film as one of the respectable kind of yeah. profession that they yeah. uh, their kids should get into is yeah. okay if they were taking interest it, but as long as they get into something vocational uh, lawyer or a doctor yeah. but filmmaking could be fun but not as a profession so this first of all it was to highlight the the fact that there is a, a, a career to be made in mm. in films and it could be in front of the camera back of the camera or yeah. writing stories telling their own experiences as yeah. Rita was saying earlier recording their own stories yeah. and the other uh, side was to tell women's stories. We wanted women uh, to come forward and tell their stories. So for us, that was important. Uh, And uh, to get, and networking and who you know was so important, more important in this this profession than in any other profession. People didn't know how to get in, uh, how to... So a lot of workshops, a lot of um, professionals talking about their experience, how to to, um, get into filmmaking. We had one of the good things... uh, we did was to get the local universities on board. Um, so Rachel Dwyer, who was running South Asian film uh, film department in SOAS, was one of our first patrons and uh, a champion to, to get us uh, off the ground, uh, so to speak. And uh, and the other thing was these uh, non-Bollywood films, the parallel cinema and the cinema independent cinema, was coming up with issues 
that concerned us. And that was another big um, reason why we, um, we were involved in bringing films that had issues uh, which were almost taboo in, in Asian society. Mm. And, uh, and it was easy to, um, easy to talk about one removed when the subject is difficult to discuss, which is domestic violence, violence against women, um, LGBTQ, and of course, uh, Shivana was here when we, uh, again, when we screened fire, they were burning, um, uh, burning cinemas, and she was talking about her film mm. here in London. Uh, same thing happened with Alan Kritter's film. She had to rush back as we were screening the film mm. here. She had to rush back uh, because the uh, the film was uh, was taken yeah. to court. So a lot of these very important issues were easier to talk about when we found that we brought it on screen. Mm, mm, lovely. So that, that was the two things which kept us going. Mm, mm. What about, yeah. What about you, Rita? Yeah, it's uh, very similar to what uh, Pushpinder is saying, and mm. to add to that, uh, I always uh, uh, live by this: what Rita Nair says, if you don't tell your own story, nobody. No one else will. Yeah. So that's what we uh, champion uh, through whether it's Bushwinder's Film Festival or our film festival. We are the diaspora of South Asian. And uh, what's happening here in this part of the world, our films, our filmmakers are very, very hugely underrepresented. Yeah. And it's still under 3% of the mainstream uh, film industry. Yeah. And our work is to put them on the world stage, on the mainstream, even uh, no matter how we do our work, even how much uh, we, uh, through our film festival or through other ways, yeah. we try to push that, we try to uplift their films and stories. So that's where uh, we are trying to bring in more funding, more resources and more connections for them and uh, uh, help them uh, bring yeah. their stories to the world. So, yeah, exactly. Mm. Tell me, tell me something when it comes to film festivals now, like right now, when we are talking about 2023 and when you started in early 2000, that time, the number of films, of course, when they were getting made were much lesser because everything was being shot in film format. Your 35 was there, 16 was there. Now we're talking about digital format. We're talking about even formats of a mobile phone where films are being shot. So the number of films that are being put across or out there are much more. We're talking about 9,000 film submissions that, that's been happening across festivals like what Sundance claims. So that's, that's the upper limit, 9,000 feature-length films getting made every year. So now the selection process is even more tougher than what it was earlier because I'm sure you must be getting a lot more films from Asia and from South Asia. How do you choose what films should be put out there when it comes to like the Sri, when it comes to Yukaf? How do you how do you guys sort of how do you go through the filtering process? Have you seen that what I'm sort of saying? Or you feel that not yeah. mainly happening in uh, you know, European countries or somewhere else and not particularly in Asia or from Asia? No, the change, of course. I mean, I remember uh, getting films in tongue uh, being, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, they would arrive in big pools. And yeah. uh, so uh, I've seen the transition to, to digital it makes me feel so old. <laughs> yeah, it, and we then worked with the embassies to get uh, the to save on freights. We would get it 
through their diplomatic bags uh, and get the films through through the, the the India High Commission and Pakistan High Commission. Yes, lot more films. So, so what we do or we have done over the years is we would theme our festival. Mm -hmm. So uh, themes would be violence against women. So we then source films that fit in this criteria. Mm -hmm. So for, um, for example, this year we have the climate of change. Uh, so what changes are not just to do with climate change, but climate of change within the film industry, what's mm -hmm. happening. So we loosely try and contain uh, what, how we, we are going to organize our festival and be focused and, and have, uh, have a theme. Mm. So that uh, and then uh, this goes on to be theme for our short film competition. This mm. then becomes the theme for our our, our discussions, and uh, we get academics, we get uh, other experts to to discuss it. Um, so that's one way of doing uh, how we select mm. uh, our films. Then we also have uh, 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 a committee who is uh, who curates our uh, our film. They look at uh, which will fit in. So that for us, quality is important. Mm. How we curate our festival is important, mm. so that it has the maximum effect. Mm, lovely, lovely. Rita? Yeah, yeah similarly, uh, we, uh, because we are, a, we call ourselves a social justice uh, film and arts organization. Mm. So all our films uh, have to have, we use the lens of social justice, we look through that and uh, make sure there is a story or a message that comes through the film and that's needed to be talked about and discussed. Having said that, that doesn't mean we don't take lighthearted films because even lighthearted films have a some kind of message or story to tell. Uh, we do that, yes, talking about how it changed from uh, analog to digital over 20 years. Uh, we are absolutely loving it. It's so simple. We Films are submitted through Film Freeway. Uh, we have our committee uh, and they we divide up the films and they watch it and everything, the rating, everything takes place online. And then we meet and discuss the films. Um, uh, yes, uh, the film numbers have gone up, but uh, comparing to Sundance and other big festival, which are more international film festival, our market is very niche. It's just South Asian films and whatever is made within one year. So say if it's 2024, all the films, those are made in 2023 by and about South Asians get submitted. Um, so from that, it's fun selecting. It's, it's I hate to reject. <laughs> it's really hard. The, the selection process is getting harder and harder because there's no excuse to make a bad film anymore with the access to good yeah. equipment and good stuff so yeah that's yeah yeah that's lovely in terms yeah. of so the filmmakers should be very cognizant of the fact that when they are submitting their films they should know what is the festival's basic yeah. you know your mandate or yeah. your uh what are you catering to because i know a lot of filmmakers who just randomly submit but i think this <laughs> Right. Yeah, they just submit everywhere, you know. You know, we have to send it everywhere. But they do not understand, they do not read the mandate, like what Pushpinder said, that in terms of the themes, every year there's a theme. So even if your film is 
in a certain category, it's a good film, but if it does not match the theme, it will get filtered because that's what the festival is aiming that year, the theme and also what Rita mentioned in terms of um, your social justice is an important perspective when it comes to uh, submitting film uh, and only a South Asian film is going to be considered uh, for the Swedish. So, so filmmakers do not see that. So I think they should sort of uh, go read the website and then go and submit their films to the festivals that they're submitting to. Tell me in terms of a couple of things, if you would like to point out uh, when you are when you are selecting a film, because even in the category of South Asian cinema, Asian cinema, it's still a very wide gamut. So a couple of things like in terms of, OK, the theme is right. Uh, it is about social justice. But what else is it? Is it that you're also looking at a couple of more things like perhaps uh, the, uh, you know, maybe the kind, the way it's told, the style of it or what else that that you look at? Any hate film. I'm, I'm saying this outright, even when it comes with a lot of sponsorship and money, uh, will not uh, be included. And uh, you can cut this out, but I'm sharing this. Um, film like Kashmir Files came with a lot of money, sponsorship to be included in the festival. So we do have to be just so vigilant and not have. We are absolute, no political propaganda film of any kind would, no matter how much um, sponsorship that actually comes with. And, uh, and also, um, a couple of years ago, our opening film was from Pakistan and our Indian sponsorship had fallen through mm. because uh, because the kind of festival we are and the kind of films. So there are a lot of financial um, challenges for us to say no to, to films which uh, at times is difficult no, because we are struggling financially mm. but we through to what we believe in and it's not just uh, it's the theme of that is important to us that mm. we uh, that uh, anything that is doesn't fit in politically, small p will not. Uh... So how well the film is made? We do look at how the story is told, who's telling it, uh, and I mean, yeah. uh, and also how uh, cinematically yeah. it is uh, presented hmm. and edited and so on. So good Cinema experience is also part of what we offer to our audience. Mm. Well mm. made. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's also what we look for, like uh, entertainment value. It has to be entertaining, high production quality. Uh, now we have started using IMAX theaters and very high-end theaters mm. in Seattle, so it has to... Uh, be able to be projected well on the screen. And uh, as I said, there should be no excuse to uh, have a good production yeah. quality to it. And uh, yeah, similarly, um, we also stay away from anything that has any sort of phobia or hate that's generating through the film. We immediately reject it and uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. So suddenly we are seeing a spurt of South Asian. Everyone's talking about South Asian cinema, South Asian, and yeah, you know, Asians getting highlighted, South Asians getting highlighted. So why is there, why do you feel there has been this sudden spurt of uh, talk when it comes to South Asia 
Rita, would you like to sort of take that first because you are focusing on South Asian <laughs> cinema? Yeah. I wouldn't say there is a sudden spurt of it. There's okay. been the hard work of last 20, 30 years where our mm. people have really struggled in the background and they have been putting in their work, be it Mira Nair or those Kalpen or early people. I'm just quoting people from uh, US side. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been working really hard and uh, being neglected. Uh, but now more and more with the DI requirement by Hollywood industry uh, or any industry, there's being a mandate for how many, what the percentage of uh, POC people should be employed and that has really started to show up. More and more actors and behind the camera or front of the camera are starting to come up. And um, uh, yeah, I think that's the result of it. And we are trying to, for example, from my festival's point of view, I wanted to make sure, even though we are doing grassroots work or social justice work, I don't want to be called as, oh, look at them, they're a nonprofit organization and they do this uh, uh, grassroots work. I want to be in the mainstream as a grassroots worker, as a grassroots worker or a grassroots festival. We want to be on the world stage. We want our people to be on the world stage. So I went ahead and got our Oscar qualification, which took three Here's <laughs> our diligence uh, and started the film fund with Netflix or our films are on Alaska Airlines. It's a main uh, airline of uh, US, a very big airline. Uh, you can watch our films on there. So I'm trying to do all those little, little things and placing in uh, so that the films could be seen, the filmmakers could be recognized and and our filmmakers are elated and they're saying they're getting uh seen or that's a little bit of our contribution uh pushing them up <laughs> like uh uplifting them so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still a lot of work to be done it's still under three percent we have to get up there to 25 50 percent wow under three percent Pushpinder, yeah. what do you have to say now? yeah i i agree just because you're you're doing work with emerging filmmakers and all that, yeah. the important thing is that they need stepping stone uh, to get up there and be the yeah. presented. And uh, like uh, Zita was saying, we too try and work with um, uh, organizations. Uh, our short film competition is um, sponsored by short. TV, who then has uh, uh, an availability to get these films uh, onto their shorts TV. uh, And then uh, they themselves are uh, accredited by uh, Oscar-nominated short films. So, uh, So this person right here at the ground level can see the progress if they are uh, actually attached to our festival. Mm, lovely. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Tell me about what do you feel now, 2024 onwards, the next phase in cinema? What are the challenges that you see when it comes to storytelling and also when it comes to film festivals mm-hmm. Rita, yeah because now we are not just competing against films we are competing against video games we're competing against tiktok videos youtube shorts uh you name it and more of it is going to come as we move forward in terms of ai and vr and you know everything else yeah um i would say uh it's for from Tasveer's point of view, our challenge has always been uh, raising funds, no matter how many years mm. you have been in the business. Yeah. Uh, there's arts is suffering due to the pandemic and mm. the impact is showing it now after three and a half years. Mm. It's uh, catching up to it. 
and we have to just persevere and push through and uh, uh, make it through this <laughs> next few years. Uh, that is one very looming over us. So that's why mm. I'm talking mm. about it. Mm. Uh, the other challenges, I don't think there are challenges. It's all really fun and exciting and everyone who's involved very passionate about it um it's i think it's only going to grow and become bigger and uh, people are going to get involved like parents are starting to put their kids in arts career and <laughs> what i'm seeing so it's a very um uptick it's a i think it's all positive from here on mm -hmm. so if we get through these years right Pushpinder what do you think okay so for us uh, the challenge was after COVID we found that um, we had to rebuild our our audiences mm. that was the biggest challenge for us mm. and one of the things we did during COVID time was looked because our festival was in March mm. and UK actually one week before our festival was the close down for COVID. Mm. So we, our whole festival came tumbling down at the last minute. So what it did was we had a lot of phone calls. People were, mental health issue became a big thing yeah. for us. Yeah. And uh, so we did uh, use that time, that year, one whole year to offer free phone-in uh, counseling sessions for artists mm. and people who were involved in arts industry. Mm -hmm. um, people who were giving us films, uh, we screened their film online and got them on Zoom to do Q&A. Yeah. So we carried out all through the year, we carried out a program and we came out with a, a report on mental health. Mm. There was two things, two recommendations that came out, which was important to us. One was mental health uh, of artists. It's, it's, I'm talking about UK only yeah. because there was a furlough scheme. There was loans available to 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 um, businesses and furlough uh, available to employees but nothing was available for artists because they yeah. uh, they were one man show they were project based and they were affected more so mental health of artists was a, uh, affected more yeah. and the other thing was we found that arts mm -hmm. were good for mental health yes so in fact they should be putting in more resources into mental health so we are working closely with arts council yeah and our film festival to make artists be part of, of our festival and increase the cinema experience for our audience. So, for example, we had a live artist painting mm. on our opening. We had flash mob dancing. All our... Uh, all, all our film screenings would have live art attached to it in some way so 
uh, you know, a lot has changed because of COVID. Our thinking has changed because of COVID. That cinema experience becomes more uh, immersive. That is just beyond watching a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lovely, for, the, yeah. Uh, for us, it it was kind of thinking on our feet how how to get people into cinema uh, because they were getting used to watching films on OTT at home. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Special, especially knowing the fact that. Uh, artists at that point were not getting any funds, and this is this yeah. is what you're doing for UK. And I, I, and I, I wonder nobody even did or even think about doing this for artists in India because I think they are a much poorer community here, you know, that needs help yeah. and needs uh, to be thought of. But I don't think, uh, which is which is but it's not it, it's not it it wasn't just. Uh, it was like people who were projectionists, uh, people who were doing the makeup artists, the uh, whole lot of other people who yeah. were even supplying food for uh, when uh, yeah. when shooting was going on. All these people who worked ad hocly to a project. Want, yeah. uh, want supported, yeah. and uh, you know our phone calls uh, on therapy sessions. It, it it was quite amazing. The report is actually on our website. Lovely. It's worth worth a look at. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I think this is something that's definitely I'm gonna. Uh, go and check it out in terms of but what Rita mentioned funding and I think uh, funding also is, mentioned uh, funding so what are the funding one of the big challenges for a filmmaker for a person who's running a festival bottom line comes down to funding you know we're funding challenges so oh. how do you tackle Rita when it comes to you're, you're in you're in Seattle which is US which is the hub which is the capital of the whole world uh, USA. How does funding work there? How do you go around every year? And you're already an established festival, but still you're saying that you are facing challenges and still Shwinder is saying Yukaf is we face challenge every year in terms of raising funds. How yeah. do you go about it? What What are the things that you do you must already have started yeah. doing for the coming festival? Um few things that we do is we diversify how we raise money. Um, we divide up the buckets and there's a gala that we do. There are grants. Uh, Seattle is a very generous city. There's uh, a good amount of grants that they give to arts uh, organizations. Uh, we ask for donations. Mm. We ask for sponsorships. Uh, again, being careful where who we take money from, uh, we make sure we stay away from any government, any country-related funding, uh, we, which we have not done in uh, 20 years. Um, so we we try to just diversify our fundraising efforts, uh, and it works. Uh, does that answer your question? You do manage to sort of raise a certain amount of funds every year also through yeah. sponsorships and yeah and we also raise money for filmmakers so we have a $75,000 grant every year $25,000 per filmmaker we give out three grants and uh, that also we raise money for that uh, which is ongoing right now year-end appeal uh, so uh, it took me some time to really understand what it means to ask someone for money and uh, there was so much stigma and shame attached to it as our cultural uh, culture attaches to it like asking for donation and then one day it just clicked I'm not asking for me to get rich <laughs> I'm asking for a mission I'm asking for yeah. a, something we are doing for the community yeah. and they join the community to support the community yeah. and they are not favor by giving their money or parting with their 
few dollars of their money. There's still a lot of education needs to be done in our South Asian culture. Yeah. The philanthropy is very service based. Like if you yeah. somebody's struggling or poor, you here's your money, but they don't understand what why arts need to survive because arts is where where they turn to during COVID. But when it comes to giving money, they stay away from it. No, no, no. We want to just give to some seva or like a Pachoki seva. Oh, yeah. 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 Interesting. It's a very interesting point. Our understanding of donations and philanthropy is not there. Uh, no, is a very interesting point. Yeah, we do not. We do not understand that. We un. We understand seva, but we do not understand <laughs> why arts is important. Why arts is important? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. it should be just done for free. Everyone should just yeah. be a volunteer and make yeah. their art free and consume yeah. it for free. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the general perception about writers. In the industry, in the Indian film industry, in India itself, you know, uh, as a as an independent filmmaker, you're not supposed to earn anything. You're supposed to do everything for free. Uh, as a writer, you're supposed you to look poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so free, that is free economy. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, the thing is, we would give it for temples and gurdwaras. Yeah. A lot of donation, a lot of donation. A lot of, you know, yeah. uh, for thing. I know uh, this is this is the thing. They would give for uh, decorating the the outside with gold tiles. <laughs> I swear, they yeah. they they would. And then they come and money. watch the movies, and then they <laughs> yeah. will sit in the theater and watch the movies. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, so what we have done with uh, we get uh, we of course apply for grant, which we have to make case every year uh, <laughs> that uh, we are doing a good job. So that there's there are grants, there are um, then we do deals with cinemas where we take the uh, cut on the box office to cut our uh, losses. So we do box office split on screening the films um, and sharing the cost for the film. Yeah. Uh, uh, is one. We uh, work with uh, universities where we would uh, they would pay us a little bit of money to to provide work experiences and things like that. We also uh, do uh, have uh, uh, people uh, giving their skills uh, in kind. We we get a lot of um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, people would make our brochure, design our brochure as uh, skill in kind. Uh, so, uh, is mixture of all this actually uh, provide us with? Uh, we have our accountant pro bono uh, services from our accountant, things like that. Uh, actually cuts down yeah. our uh, our expenses yeah. and uh, help us to produce a, sh uh, a film festival that's quite professional. Yeah. So we have a lawyer who would look at our contracts uh, pro bono again. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a mix and match and you get very good at begging. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, same here. Same yeah. here. <laughs> Get good yeah. at begging. Huh? That's a yeah. very good point. So, any yeah. parting words as we sort of any end sort of words when it comes to telling the uh, the listeners of the podcast in terms of uh, you know perhaps fundings or the films or anything that you would like to sign uh -huh. off with. 
I would say if anybody else wants to start a, a film festival, it's such a good idea. It's important part of uh, the kind of films they can offer, but I think they need to start by making a business plan. I think we thought this was entertainment. This was, uh, and we forgot that actually film festival is a business and it needs to run like a business. Mm. And that's the, and it took us long time to turn it around. And, and we find that people do that with films. They make a film and they, uh, they've got a good story to tell, uh, but who their audience are, how they're going yeah. to sell it, yeah. needs to be part of the thinking. Yes. Very I think true. that's important. Yeah, very true. Very true. What about Rita? Yeah, um, I think uh, uh, I would like to ask for everyone's support, just to spread the word about this sphere for what we are doing in this corner, <laughs> Pacific Northwest <laughs> of the world. Um, it's uh, we what we are going to launch this year is a Tasveer film market uh, after going to Goa Film Bazaar. This has been in works for last few years. Um, in October, there will be a film market attached to our film festival where we would really bring uh, the diaspora filmmakers and investors and financiers together and making sure their films are uh, get, seeing the light of the day and uh, getting made. Uh, that's one huge thing I'm going to Lovely. do. I'm wow. nervous and scared, but uh, hopefully with wow. all of your Wow, that's you much needed. Yeah. That's <laughs> much needed, yeah. Congrats yeah. on that, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's very important. So yeah, great. Thank you so much for your time and you. uh, all, the, all those invaluable uh, tidbits <laughs> that we sort of heard, which I don't think we pay attention to, like the representation is under 3%. How difficult is funding? We never realize that. Also, the themes that need to be uh, considered when you're putting your film in a specific film. These little things I I think filmmakers need, uh, the listeners need to pay attention to when they are trying to watch films at the film festivals and also submit their films. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Thank you. Rita. Thank what a pleasure you. to have you on our podcast. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sita, for bringing us together and let's talk to you. Yeah. Talk Love you. Too.